Hey guys, welcome to season one's penultimate episode of Talk That Ish. My name is Tiffany. And I'm the fabulous Jessica. Let's jump into this week's episode. Wow, I can't believe we only have two episodes left and then we're finished with season one. It's been a a while ride, but I thank you guys so much for listening to us and supporting the podcast. Keep sharing, rating us five stars and providing feedback. Now, today's topic of discussion is colorism. What is colorism? Now, when I looked it up, dictionary.com defines colorism as a differential treatment based on skin color, especially favoritism towards those with a lighter skin and mistreatment or exclusion of those with a darker skin tone, typically among those of the same racial group or ethnicity. Now, while we are, while we are of the black, um, what do you call it? Race. There are different ethnicities and races that deal with colorism. The Asian community, the Latino community, they do deal with it, especially the Asian community. There are skin lightening products for them all. But we can only really talk about our experiences as black women, really. Yes. All right. So, the his, how colorism start? I mean, like a lot of first world problems, sorry, new age problems that we're having it's with slavery obviously now it originated from slavery with the lighter skinned slaves you know getting the more domestic um we call it duties yeah we call them the whole slave yeah and and then the darker ones would go to the fields and you know the long hours they had to do in the fields in the hot sun and that's how they used to divide and conquer back in those times and that's how it works. So they were even favored, really. And then there's a hierarchy of different types of colors in their eyes in terms of law. So you have the black and whites. Then you will have the mulattoes. Those are the products of black and whites. And then the sambos are the products of black and mulattoes and so on. But the specific one that could um, pass by is the Mustafino. Now, they were treated as free and white in the eyes of the law due to the fact that they were offspring of the quadroons which were the mulatto and white offspring and a white man so basically as long as your your bloodline gets dissolved enough from the black race that you look white you're white and that's why i don't agree with the one drop rule and also i want to take this a bit internationally a lot of person don't know that the rapper logic was actually What's the word? Biracial? I personally did not know. I thought he was a white dude because really and truly he has blue eyes. He has the blonde hair. He looks like a white dude. And he got so much hate from persons and I, and especially Joe Budden. And I could not understand why. Like there's a lot of white dudes in my eyes when I was thinking this. There's a lot of white dudes in the industry that are good rappers because let's be real logic is one of one of the greats and they don't get as much hate as he did and come to find out it's because he is biracial biracial i was gonna say light biracial it's just with doja cat she's also biracial and we're prone to make mistakes we're human and she slipped up one time and they won't they won't stop attacking her especially nas like you have so much men in the industry that are of darker skin tone that bash on your dark skin black women and he even him he 
allegedly used to beat his ex-wife Kellis and he, nothing yep. is saying like Twitter dragging him for that. I think it's really but what did she say though? That she likes white men? No, she didn't say anything. It's um, it's circumstantial that she was on a live with alleged um white supremacists. That was never proven. She was just on a tiny chat. You'd have to look um look it up. And I thought it's because she said that she likes white dudes, but I, I I mean I find it so hypocritical because when a female, when a when a black female, whether you're mixed, biracial, whatever you want to call it, say that they like um a different race than their own, it's an issue. But when black men say, oh, they don't date dark skin women or they don't date black women in general, whether you're mix or not it's seen as normal the thing because the thing is with them they want to feel like they always have a preference and they want to be as close as they want to be as close to whiteness as possible so they want to be the white man but they don't want us to have any type of leniency or anything you attack if if what they like is not their pre- um their preference doesn't like them they start to attack like let let you be like a light skinned female and you disrespect a black man who was trying to get at you are they going to throw the racist card are they going to throw mm-hmm. the colorist card like yeah and that's the thing even preference is preference like I, I don't bash people when they say that oh i don't like i i don't date dark skin i don't date like mm. i don't bash them because that's your preference but mm. it's when you're disrespecting other race by that like you're showing like you have to build another race up or build um another color up by disrespecting another that's when we have an issue chris brown for example let me not say no more. I disagree with that. If um um your preference is of a lighter or darker skin tone, uh, if you're actively going out looking for someone who is like lighter or someone who is darker, there has to be some type of anti um blackness within you because why? What is so wrong with somebody who's dark skin, especially if you are dark? No, I'm skin. saying your preference. It could be light. It could be dark. It could be a different race. You know, you don't like black people, or you only date black people. You know, what I'm saying I, I don't have a problem with you having a preference. I only have a problem when when you tear somebody else to tear next race down or next skin color down just to build one and next one up that's that's that to me is just classless that sounds like Koda black and that's why i don't listen to his music and his mother is black i don't understand where what went wrong because if you don't know what he said basically he was doing an interview and um he's like i don't like the black bees but the white women I like them. The black bees, they're too dark like me. You know, they're too tough like me. I like the white women where I can break them down. This... And not- and to me, he disrespected both races. He really did. Like, he's saying that the white women are subservient and they're submissive. They like, had no backbone and then black girl and the stuff. I, then again, I'm tough and rough. But, but the, the, that's the... The stigma, the stigma and stereotype. Now, mm-hmm. we black women are dark skinned black women. They are vulnerable. The the trope of strong black women it needs to be dismantled away. There are strong black women, but if that's the only thing you see as as a strong, when you say, "What do I like about a black woman?" Oh, she's strong. Okay, what else? 
because to them strength means that she can endure certain types of pain that I will put her through emotionally or physically and she'll always come out through. She'll ride or die with me. Like, no. Yes. And I realized that black women do have to be strong. You know why? Because black men aren't, aren't protecting us, aren't supporting us. We get the most hate. Same with light skin dude, light skin black men. They get the most hate. Oh, then sensitive. Oh, then this and that. And everybody go. I ain't gonna lie. I, I like a dark skin brother. I'm a, I ain't gonna lie. But I also like the light skins too. Everybody gonna get love from JJ. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel like the reason why a certain stereotype is around is because it stems from some sort of issue. Right? And it all does back to slavery and the days of the paper bag test. Um, they used to they used to put paper bag up close to you, and if you're lighter than a paper bag, you get the job. But if you're darker, go and look for something else. You're not getting that job. And it, I don't know if I could live in that era. That's why when people say I, I would like to go back to this era, I'm like I, I don't know why they would want to do that because it's just so many um blockings that you're faced with even now there are so many blockings there's still colorism up to this day especially in jamaica there's still no more on the brown skin girl and all of these things listen i if a guy come to me and say any of the following ignorant statements or more they like to say oh you're pretty for a dark skin girl oh, yeah. or they say oh for a dark skin girl you're intelligent or they say, oh, you know, I don't usually go for dark skin girls. Or if the darker ones. <laughs> you, you see, if you say any of these statements to me right there, it's it's a no. I, I don't deal with ignorance. My thought level is at 100. Right? With that statement, you're at a negative 10. We're not on the same level. Right? Because if you're, if you're so trapped in this mentality, in this white privilege or this, what's the, the whiteness of it all? No, colonization. Colonial. This, this white colonial thinking. You're still trapped in that thought of mind. You have not, um, emancipated your, your mental thought. You're not, you're not independent in your thinking. You are blessed with the spirit of discernment. We are not on that same level. So people who speak like that to me is ignorance. And I cannot deal with you. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, colorism and gender aside, I do feel like I don't necessarily say it affects jobs as much as it did. It doesn't. But it, it, there is still some stigma if you see someone, you know, let's say a male, um, you of a darker skin tone. The police, though, in Jamaica, they're very quick to pull them aside especially um with the mask wearing off mask now i'm always watching a video there's some police in half a tree they're pulling over some guys of darker skin tone not letting anybody else they're letting everybody else go even though they weren't wearing masks either and i feel like it is some type of stigma where if one if it goes for one why can't it go for the other what what makes him more prone to spread COVID than the lighter one or the brown skin one. What is the issue? Yeah. And that that's my thing with color. It's such a complex issue that we're still dealing with. Um, and in order to have the conversation, people, people within the minority group, they need to speak about 
it because people like to say oh it doesn't exist no i think we do speak about it somewhat but i don't think the issue is speaking about it i think the issue is finding solution for years we have been speaking about it i mean recently although i do not support the black life movement anymore um for personal reasons do your research um i think that the issue is no to solve the problem we are speaking about it it's in social media it's at the forefront now mm-hmm. we need solutions to the problems that we're having but the people who are speaking about it are the people who have been speaking about it but the ones who do, don't think it's an issue they're not willing to listen and yes they're, they're definitely ignorant. there can be a solution to it but um, in terms of getting them to see what it happened. I don't think people think it exists until it happens to them. No, anyway. no. I, I think they do know that it exists, but ignore, um, ignoring the issue is much better than dealing with the issue. But I pose a question, though. How do you erase something that is centuries old that has been building by um, the cut? the colonizers that have been passed down generations um, of persons. Where do we start in ter- to break down it? Because we're still facing racism in all parts of the world. So how do we break down colorism, which is within our own group? Yeah. I think as a people, we need to come together. The issue I find with the black community is that everybody is divided. Mm-hmm. No one... Like, everybody has the same goal, but everybody just wants to go in their own direction or do their own thing. Or certain, or some of us just want to stay in that white privilege zone because we want to, we see the, I don't want to say white people because that sounds racist, but we see persons with lighter skin tones who get in the uh, we see them as God, closest to God, which is awful, and we see ourselves as dirt. So we need to get ourselves out of that mentality and come together. Once we come together, then no, we need to eradicate, redesign, and restructure the whole. The social institutions we need to redesign, redirect, and eradicate. Right. And that reminds me of the quote, though, the proximity to whiteness could increase your chances for freedom. So it's it's all being taken back to those times. My One of my main issues, though, talk, speaking about another point with um, colorism, it's the lightning, um, the lightning of skin products that are being majority sold in the Asian and the black communities worldwide. For example... Nigeria. Nigeria is a predominantly black country in Africa and they will not stop selling those ads. They have billboards of skin lightning products of ads there. And um, recently, I believe it's like two years ago, Black China, she went there to promote to promote um, her that. skin bleaching. And I found it was so disgusting. As a black woman raising a biracial baby girl and a black a black boy to go to a predominantly black country just to promote skin lightning. It's it was kind of disrespectful to me, to the residents, the citizens of the country I should say, and to your ancestors really. And then they do have it now in Jamaica. We all we we all see the 
lightening of skin color and when you do speak to the bleachers in jamaica to be honest they're gonna tell you them some of them feel do it to be prettier, you know, cool, prettier, to be prettier cool. and some of them do it because them feel like they're not gonna get a, a um, peer partner pressure. yeah that too or they're not gonna get a partner if them do lighten them skin a little or the lighter the brighter and that's why i say Although some of her music I don't really agree with, I will always have respect for Grace Hamilton, mm-hmm. aka Spice. I don't care what people have to say about her, I will always respect her because she had the opportunity to go when she entered into an industry that put lighter skin tone women at the forefront. She fought through that, she had the opportunity many opportunities to lighten her skin tone and she refused mm-hmm. she even made um a publicist stunt where she you know put on mm-hmm. one bag of makeup and look like and people were like no oh, no what happened That's- and she promoted black hypocrisy and she talked about it how her experience not only in the industry but in jamaica growing up how people treated her as a dark-skinned female and i respect her so much because she has a a, a dark-skinned dark daughter mm-hmm. right mind you her daughter is not as dark as she is but i respect it because she has she gives her daughter that power to love her skin tone and me just me just love spice and i think it it even starts at home too because personally i have never had an issue with my skin color or my skin tone that's not been an issue of mine as with some people in a in the type of setting that we're in jamaica i am so grateful that my mother wasn't prone to ever do that my sister wasn't prone to do that i think when you see those types of examples at home then it will it will empower you not to want to do that because you feel some set some sort of self-love um also when i was growing up there there were quite a number of dark skin or just brown skin um black women on my tv that inspired inspired me so i didn't feel an issue one of the biggest ones for me was kiki palmer i saw her grow grow up yes and she was so beautiful exactly and she know she wasn't prone to get lightener skin or anything she was unapologetically herself and that was very inspirational to me because had i not had someone like her or others growing up i probably would think wow um what's the point you know and i love the fact that they did not market her as a typical black girl you know the same the stereotype black girl loud vulgar you know she was herself and i have respect for her mother because Mm -hmm. her mother put her foot down on certain situation when she was growing up in the industry Mm -hmm. and said no my daughter will not do that or my daughter will not portray that image exactly she gave different types of different types of black girls like akila and the b i was in a spelling b i was like whoa that was me so that was very inspirational jump in when jump in came out everybody oh, yes. at my school I did too, double yeah. dutch everyone I sneak and watch that you had to sneak <laughs> yeah maybe we can't watch tv for week um oh. during the week oh um <laughs> well when it came out um even the even the boys at school were doing double dutch with us so i feel like when you show positive black affirmations that are not stereotypical like drug dealers or the killers or anything you give people hope especially for the darker ones you don't come on it's black excellence and and it's not a matter of um 
we're only talking about darker skinned people doing great things. Mm-hmm. We want, and, and that's the thing in the black community, we want to segment everybody light skin versus black skin. No, we are all black. That's true, but we can't ignore the issues that we also have in um, the community. And like I said, it's not earlier, it's not just an issue within the black community. There is colorism in Asian communities. And Latin communities. Um, Sammy Sosa, he's a Dominican Republican. Sorry, Dominican Republic Republican. I can't pronounce. I'm sorry. Baseball player. When he left and he played baseball, he was as dark as I am. And if you know what dark as I am, you'll understand. Now he's as light as um. What's the best example? Eminem. Oh, he's a white dude now. Yeah, he. I mean, look at Michael Jackson to mm-hmm. hell. Michael Jackson is a whole new race. Look at Little Kim. Little mm-hmm. Kim is. I don't even. She looked Chinese to me, right? Yeah, now. and the thing with Little Kim, they berated her so much that she felt she had to change when she came out on the scene. If you look at her old videos, and, and she kitchen, was so she was beautiful. Gorgeous. But the men in the industry, as well as. The quote-unquote fans they made her feel less than because of what she looked like and i i understand why she did the change they wouldn't stop until they broke her down mentally so she could change and when she changed i still went at it my thing is you have to just love yourself because people gonna always have a com- um an opinion about how you look but you have to realize that it's how you feel about yourself and what you think that matters. Mm-hmm. Well, I do agree with that. Um, if you know that you're not strong enough mentally to uh, block out all of those persons, there are different affirmations that you can do to prepare yourself for the mental fight that they will come to you with. Because love or hate you, people will always have something to say, but it's what your internal fight is doing that's going to help um, push forward your best self when it comes to the debate you're having internally. True. And also surround yourself with people mm-hmm. who actually appreciate every part of you, mm-hmm. even what you would call flaws. Yeah, I'm straight. Yeah, because we're always going to be working on ourselves. You know, being human is a continuous working battle. Um, but when you have positive affirmations around you, especially people, that will help you so much. When you breathe life, when you breathe positivity, um, that's going to help. Always keep people around you who are, who are going to keep you positive, who are going to keep you agile, and who are going to help you push forward your goals, whether it's financially, emotionally, mentally, or just... Let me just like, give you All some the support. Have <laughs> <laughs> an ally, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with... Um, but the, like a, the colorism topic is a broad spectrum. Start the conversation at home. I know that I will always start the conversation at home. I started it with my cousin, um, because she's lighter than me, for example. And my nephew is, she's at the same skin tone. And he, she's like, oh, he prefers me because of that. And she's younger, but I had to let her know that, um, no, we're going to sit down and have this conversation because it's not going to happen again. And I don't want you to be putting that on your nieces and nephews or on the people you're surrounding yourself with. Because we're not always perfect. Some people just genuinely, they're ignorant to the fact that this is a anti-black statement. So you just have to let them know. Be open to educate people, but people who don't want to be educated, 
you have to know when to stop because they're not going to listen to you. Oh, I love that. I love that. And also, not only educate females, educate the queens. You need to educate the guys because guys do suffer a lot. Mm -hmm. And they tend not to speak about it openly. They tend to bustle things up. And I find more and more that first um, in the world... No, first in Jamaica, I found, I realized that, you know, first time females were bleaching. It was a it thing for females and mm -hmm. less men. No, I realized that the men are outweighing the females now because a lot of females are embracing their, their blackness, mm -hmm. yeah. like natural, they're going natural, they, they start bleaching, but the males is like the, the volume is increasing and I'm like, so no one is having a conversation about the men. Everybody's focusing on the females, which is good. But we also need to include the men into the conversation. Because they have this stigma that a man is supposed to hold everything in. No emotion should be shown. Um, should <laughs> It shouldn't be vulnerable. And that's a stigma that I honestly dislike about Jamaica. That we need to turn around. It's okay to have... Um, moments not even a moment some moments it's okay to be vulnerable it is okay to not be okay and the fact that we can't have that with our jamaican men is a underlying issue because i see it all the time and i see when the males are being affected and it breaks my heart so much that they feel like they have to suffer in silence because the society is gonna bash them more than they're getting bashed mentally now I know. I so know. I so know. Mm -hmm. That's so bad. And also, guys, it, it is important. Don't just listen to our podcast. Mm -hmm. We have brought the, the um, topic to you, but it is important to know the history of colorism, not only in Jamaica, but in the world. You need to find out where it came from. It's, it's good to educate yourself, feed yourself knowledge. One once you stop talking about boyfriend and those little childish, childish conversation and you get into serious world and social topics, mm -hmm. it opens your mind to a broader spectrum. Mm -hmm. You start questioning things. You start educating yourself. In, in, emancipate yourself, guys. Emancipate yourself from mm -hmm. the mental slavery of society. Mm -hmm. And you also pick up on the microaggressions that people are putting towards you. Because truth, truth be told, some people, they don't want to listen to you. They don't want to understand you. And they try to gaslight you. Pick up on When you let go of that petty stuff that just goes in, you pick up on the microaggressions and the gaslighting that's being brought forward. And that helps you understand the world so much better. Trust With all of that being said, um, uh, we've come to the end of our discussion on colorism. Like, like we always tell you, our discussions can always go longer, but we bring forward the topic to you so you can start the conversation in your home, among your friend groups, you know, among colleagues, so you can have a in-depth discussion about it. Uh, for any comments or feedback you'd like, link us, tap the link on our Instagram and leave it there. It is at talk.hja this our next episode is gonna be our finale episode for season one so be sure to check out the 
sexualization of children in the media that one will be something as well as we'd like to plug some businesses pages on instagram at vicky's pastries that's at vicky's pastries she does brownies cakes cupcakes and custom orders also be sure to check out street people liberation they are a youth-led charity that helps homeless youth in kingston and montego bay as well as island lux swim they do swimwear and they're based in Kingston, Spanish Town, which is St. Catherine. Again, thank you so much for listening to Salt That Ish. My name is Tiffany. I'm the lovely Jessica. Bye.